Yo, culinary comrades, this week's House of Carbs brought to us by our good friends at Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book awesome hotels at amazing rates. They are like a matchmaker between top-rated hotels with unsold rooms and people who want to book those rooms. You don't need to be swiping right, though. They just hook it right up. They give you a nice listing that you can scroll all at one glimpse. I love this app. It's super easy to use. Hotel Tonight, not just for last-minute bookings. You can also book for tonight, tomorrow, and beyond. It is perfect for planners, procrastinators, and everyone in between. If you have tickets to the Super Bowl in Atlanta and haven't bought uh, yourself a hotel room yet, which seems unlikely, uh, Hotel Tonight, highly recommended. Find sweet deals at cool hotels you'll actually want to stay at. Go to hoteltonight.com or download the app right now. Welcome. We've done it. We're back. Another episode of House of Cars, the food podcast for the hungry people by the hungry people on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your hungry host, Joe House. I'm sorry for yelling you at the beginning. I'm very excited for this episode. We have an absolute all-star lineup of Ringer homies for this one. This is uh, uh, Super Bowl preparation. We have Atlanta's native son, Rembert Brown, in Atlanta, Georgia. He arrived this morning. He has not eaten a bite yet, and we made him so hungry, he hung up the phone and went right to his first meal in the ATL. We're not going to let Super Bowl planning, Super Bowl prep go by without hearing from the uh, doyen of delivery, Mallory Rubin, coming on to share with us her Super Bowl eating plans and a beautiful debut from the podfather himself. Bill Simmons comes on to talk about the best thing he ate in the last couple of weeks. Let's get in that belly with the podfather. All right, honey homies, you... No, we would not let too much of 2019 go by without the debut of the podfather himself, Bill Simmons. Welcome to House of Carbs. House, it's great to be here. I've uh, I've been hungrier than ever in 2019 because it's cold, and I find I eat more when it gets cold. I don't it's know hilarious. if you're the same. It's L.A. cold. So what yeah. is it, 52, 53? Oh, my God. It dipped down to like 49 the other day. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> It's not why I moved here. It's incredible. Yeah. But I can't believe it. I mean, to be fair, it's been 16 years since you moved from, from New England to L.A. Oh, but, I'm such uh, a wimp. Hey, at Sundance, yeah. Sundance was cold. We were just at Sundance. Nephew Kyle was in rare form. But, um, it, and it was like, you know, it was 12 degrees one night. And I'm just, you become soft. Like, it's really changed how I, how I think about betting on sports in a lot of ways. Because I do feel like the warm weather teams and cold weather, there's no way it doesn't affect them like 5%. But I wanted to tell you, I had, a, I had a great meal two weekends ago, and I wanted to tell you about it. I, so, I want to hear about it. I love great meals. So my Uncle Bob was here for his 70th birthday. Came to L.A. with my dad and my Uncle Don. And we watched the Patriots beat the Chiefs on Sunday, which was wonderful. We did a whole bunch of great things. 
But on Saturday, we finally went to this place called Chispaca in, uh, in LA, right next to Moza. Chispaca. Chispaca. C-H-I Spaca. S-P-A-C-C-A. Oh, so, so this is like Italian? Yeah, it's, it's an Italian kind of crossed with like a steakhouse. Oh, yeah. That's so, one of my all-time Joe House top five combinations. The Italian steakhouse is absolutely at the top of the list. And they have something that I I, I think I've seen on menus, but I, I, I can't really remember getting excited about it or ordering it. The tomahawk pork chop. Okay. Have you ever he- even heard of such a thing? No, because, you know, the, the bone is the thing when it comes to the tomahawk. And I'm trying to think... Yeah. What, 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 you know, it's got to be a giant leg bone coming so, out of, the, of, of Mr. Piggy. There's a few things I like about this place. One, the chef, his name's Ryan, legitimate LA sports fan. And Chang introduced me to him. Dodger, Dodger season tickets for 30 years. Um, actually cares about the teams and know what's going on. Not like, so a, not like a bullshit LA sports fan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the yeah, ones who's like dads have had season tickets, those are always the ones who are the actual ones. Right. So, not that big, so you feel kind of special when you get in. We talked about this the last time I was on, where it's a little like, you know, you you're kind of, you're crammed in there, but not too crammed in. And people, the waitresses are sneaking around, sneaking around you and bumping your chair every once in a while, but in a good way because everybody's kind of packed around. There's, you know, there's that that feeling of intimacy a little bit. Yeah, a little intimacy, a little body heat from the uh, from the other customers. Uh, <laughs> great wine, and then. Uh-huh. This killer menu, which had big, big, what is it? Charcuterie? How do we sure. say it? Big yeah, charcuterie sure. course. And they had, you could either get like, there were three sizes and one size was like the Joe House size. It was just like enough meat, cheese, all that stuff to Boom. like, to basically give you a heart attack. We call that the meat board. Yeah, Bring so, out the meat board. So it had the pursuit, but it also had, you know, like weird salamis and hams and yeah, uh, yeah. big, the breads, all that Capicola, stuff. Capicola, sopracetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Phenomenal salads. They they it was one of those places where they're like, you should try the gem the gem lettuce salad. Yeah. Wait, when when the waitress anywhere tells you to get something, yes, that's a having worked in the service industry house. It really does carry a lot of weight because if they're letting you down with that recommendation, you hate them and you're not going to tip them well. Well, it's extraordinary to get a recommendation for a salad. That's not that's not typical. Well, the, the, and there was two salads because they also said you have to get the Caesar. So those were out of control. And then Ryan came over and he was talking about, you know, how he was trained and all that stuff. And, and he, sh- he should actually come on because it was really well, interesting. I- he was basically like the key to the ingredients. It's like there's a million great chefs, but where you find the food and the thought you put into how it goes together and how fresh it is. And I, I had this whole spiel. I was really into it. I think, I think he should come on just to do the spiel. So everything leads to, to dinner. I think we had, we had, a, did a couple pasta things too. And those were outrageous. And then there was the big, big, big steak, you know, like the, the steak that's in fashion now with the, uh, I forget which one we did, which, which one would be on the bone, not a short uh- rib. Uh, a t- a T bone. Um, yeah, it was like a it was yeah, like it could a T bone house. Yeah, that's what it was. It was like basically a T bone porter's porterhouse, and we had that. But we also got the pork. But then we also got the chicken. <laughs> Why because did you get the chicken. 
Well, because I knew I was going to come on House of Carbs to talk about this dinner. That it was that it had become that kind of dinner. Wow. The chicken, and I'm going to screw this up, and he's going to have to come on. The chicken, he said, they they make for basically two days. It's like a baked chicken, and they take day old Italian bread, put it put it recook it and cook it with the chicken on it, so that all the juices from the chicken go into the bread. Yes. And then it kind of soaks, so it becomes like this, I, I, I guess like a juice cornbread would be the only way I would describe it. House, it is top five, like, greatest things I've ever put in my mouth. I'm trying I, to I can't think even tell this. you what it, how good it was. Is it, So it's kind of a bed of bread? Yeah, so the chicken's on top of the bread, and the bread becomes soaked, but it doesn't fall apart because they're using like day old, uh, you know, c- kind of Italian bread. That's. Oh, like a, like, like a crostini kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So it's, so it's not, it's not going to fall apart. It's not going to get like gooey or yeah, it's whatever. A nice solid. It, it has some fortitude, that bread. I don't even know how somebody thought of this. I was like more impressed with the idea than anything. And I thought, I thought, I honestly thought my son was going to lose his mind. This was like the perfect storm of things he liked in one thing. And he like turned into Corn Julio briefly. And um, so that was great. Um, And the steak was good. And then the freaking tomahawk pork chop. It was out of control house. So my point is, I'm glad people are still innovating with the same um the same kind of things everybody's working with, right? It, this isn't the only steakhouse. This isn't the only place that has pork chops. This is the only place that serves baked chicken. But all three of the things were really distinct. They were cooked perfectly. And uh the sides were really good. There was like there was like three there was like a mashed potatoes and there was like another potato side. And it was just it was just absolutely fantastic. So I'm taking you there. I hope that is- I hope that got you hungry enough. You know what? What so ha- makes me so happy about this? It's I love when you come on and talk about restaurants in LA that you've uh, enjoyed, uh, and we we kind of cover this surface. When I know that I'm coming to LA, so I I am coming to LA less than a month from now, February the 25th, and so that week I, I'm giving myself full run. I'm going to be there the whole week. I can't wait to to eat uh, all the places. I want to make sure make sure that we hit at least one. You know where we should hit? I wanted to hit more one or more Jewish deli, but um, didn't the proprietor, the guy behind um, Langers, just pass away? Um, probably. <laughs> I- I didn't read. I didn't check it out of my daily Twitter this week. It's in my food news, you know. I, oh, I, was I it your food attention. news? Oh, he's, you know, he's a legend, the founder of Langers. I hope it was Langers. What's the, oh, Cantor's. It was either the guy. Oh, Cantor's. Cantor. The Cantor's guy did pass away. Yeah, tragically. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he lived a great long life. Yeah. Uh, so so w- let's make sure we go to Cantor's. Pour a little out for Mr. Cantor, but we're going to Chispaca. Because well, I want to eat eat all these things that you just described. We're going to take pictures of it. We're going to take pictures of us eating it. I might put some on different parts of my body. I mean, let's do it. It comes with, I'm looking at the menu now. It comes with fennel pollen. The pork? I don't need, I, I think that's what that says. Yeah, that it came with some fennel thing that was kind of cool. Well, sure. But, I mean, that that's where all of the room for interpretation and invention comes in. And it's the point that Chef made to you. It's all about the ingredients. This is the thing um, I've been particularly struck by on our visits. Now, I, I know I'm still about 15 visits behind you to Mo- Dave Chang's Major Domo, but yeah. each time we go there, there is a different um, 
vegetable dish, different, uh, uh, you know, different kind of produce that he's put a spin on. And he, it feels like he went to the market that morning, yeah. picked it up, brought it over, and then whipped it up with a particular kind of vision he had in mind. It is indeed all about the ingredients. Uh, and I think I love um, experiencing that in L.A. now. Yeah, I remember Chang talking about that a year ago, that L.A. has advantages that are distinct to L.A. in ways that... Um, you know, like in New York, you're just, he can't make quite as good of a meal with the same things. It's just like, there's this freshness. I don't really understand it, but to them, they just, they taste something. There's, by the way, there's, um, that place is like five minutes from my house. So we can, we can put you in a wheelbarrow and wheel you home. Um, there's one other food development in LA house. Speaking of famous chefs, let me hear it. You might've heard of a, a man by the name of Chris Bianco. Uh, not only have I heard of him, he's been a guest, one of the very first guests on House of Carbs. Yes. Um, you know, pretty good at making pizzas, apparently. We're pretty, in the apparently. street. Apparently. Uh, I've only had probably 40, 40 different times. Um, I mean, top top pizza in America. That's a decent yeah, accolade. You know, maybe. Who knows? I, I don't want to blow him up. He's just I'm known just it. saying, that, that's one of the accolades I, he's yeah, received. Yeah, I mean, he's only been known as the single best pizza guy for basically 20 years. But other than that, not not really anybody special. Um, He's in L.A. now, House. Hey! Yeah. They opened this new thing downtown called the Manufactory. Oh, we talked about this. Yeah. A long time ago. Cool. And it opened this week and included in this whole giant thing is Tartine Bianco. Oh, interesting. Well, you'll find his pizzas. There's a market bar. There's a market. There's a walk-up window. There's a bakery. Alameda Supper Club. All these things. But the important thing is Bianco Pizza is now near us, which is on the heels of this other pizza place that came from uh, Brooklyn called Roberta's which is now in Culver City, which is also amazing. There's a little LA pizza renaissance going on in your house. Well, there's a whole thing going on. We had Bill Addison, the national food yeah. critic from Eater.com, who has now become the LA Times food critic officially at the beginning of the year here. And, you know, there is definitely a, an LA food uh, re- reawakening or maybe it's just the arrival of LA food. I don't know the right way to characterize it. I would say LA it's, is in a- just doing crazy stuff. Yeah, I don't even know what the word is, but it reminds me of when Vegas hit that point where every chef just realized they had to have a restaurant in Vegas. Right. And now I think LA has hit that point with the chefs. Like they, It's like you're not, you haven't fully made it to every LA restaurant, basically, even though like somebody like Bianco has clearly, clearly already made it. But at some point, you just kind of have to be here. So, and Great. the other thing is... LA has expanded like ter- from a real estate standpoint where downtown LA, where Chang put his restaurant, it's people are moving now toward the fringes, which started with Bestia. Um, and now it's not, it's not just one of those things where it's like, it has to be in Santa Monica. It has to be in Beverly Hills, stuff like that. These are moving all over the place. So, uh, so when you come here, we're really going to have to uh, plan this like the Normandy invasion. <laughs> you might have we to get a colonic beforehand. We're gonna sit. There. I might. I'm gonna have one before, one during, and one after. It's gonna be a three colonic week. Should um, be speaking of. Should uh, we get? Should we cut nephew Kyle? You and I should the three of us get colonics. I think we yes. should. If there's a major domo trip, that'll be great. Me. That'd be great. We 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 definitely need you know to document it. I, uh, everybody on on the House of Carbs Instagram wants to see us the at colonic. the colonic place. <laughs> well, you, absolutely. You we're both turning fifty this year, so. 
That's I true. Think, I think colonics all all around. Colonics on the house. No pun intended. Good, 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 good colon health. As we're, we're all yeah. about that. Guess they're worried we're, about our colons, house. We're about that life. BS. Speaking <laughs> of, we're speaking of the colon life. Uh, the Super Bowl is this weekend. Yeah. Real quick, I do you have a tradition? Yeah. When it comes to the Patriots in the Super Bowl, for what your spread looks like, what are you eating? No, I've mixed it up every time. And, okay. Uh, okay. You know. My goal is don't don't eat so much that you're kind of groggy during the Super Bowl. I, I need to be awake and alert. I need to worry about. Uh, well, you you do speak for yourself. I mean, yeah, the whole yeah. Point well, for when me, my te- I'm saying when my team's a, in it. If my yeah, team's right. not in, I don't care. I'll, I'll eat so whatever. But my team's in it, so there has to be a level of focus. I think that uh, you know you just don't want to be groggy. You don't want to overeat, but you also, for my thing, you want to have, especially on the West Coast. It's it's much earlier, obviously. Right. Um, you want to have something where you can actually time it for the dinner after the Super Bowl. Oh, you know, so you can you can run a whole thing during the game of kind of snack stuff, and it can Snacks. be California style with you know, yes. a little bit of uh, tuna tartare or something if that's your thing. A little avocado, some bites, and then let let loose. It'll either be a sad dinner or a happy dinner, but either way, you know you have dinner at the end. I kind of, God, I, do I have to move to the West Coast? Well, I also have, you know, I have the pod with the cuz after, and I have oh, to make sure I'm alert wow. for that. So in a weird way, it's like you, you, you pick, you pick, you pick, then you have the dinner, but you have to make sure that's not too heavy too. This is only because oh, I'm old house. You should pod and then have dinner. Get the pod oh, out the of the way. Oh, the 10 o'clock dinner. That's a good idea. Yeah, just relax. Let yourself live a little. You know, Kyle and I, we took him to a couple Sundance parties, including this one for um, the new John Hamm, Adam Driver movie. They had this awesome party. And you know right away whether you're at an awesome party or not, if they have lamb lollipops house. <laughs> oh, you know I what I'm talking so about. The oh, big bone, daddy. the big bone with the nice piece of red meat on the end. And then it's so it's two bites. It's so delicious. You have nowhere to put the bone after you have to hold it for five minutes till somebody walks around. But um it's really that's become the new pigs in the blanket for me. Oh, that's it's. I mean, it's really the evolutionary pigs in the blanket. There's yeah. still the Super Bowl party is exactly the right time, by the way, for pigs in the blanket. And if you want to go ahead and and uh, juice that up, feel free. It could be sausages, it could be pastry, whatever you want to do for the Super Bowl. But when you're when we're talking party food at this stage of our lives, Bill Simmons, it's got to be a lamb. There's got to be a lamb lollipop on lamb the menu. Lollipop. They also, you know, what else is growing on me? The Tomato soup in the small cups with the little piece of cheese in it. Yeah, it's a great one. You like the, down the it old, like a shot. The old grilled cheese and tomato soup sandwich combo as yeah. an appetizer. Wonderful. Yeah. Great flavors all mixed together. Harkens back to our youth. One last thing uh, about party favors. Um, and I've talked about this on my pod, but not yours. David Stern, legendary pigs in the blanket guy. I swear that to God, me. every NBA event ever, there was pigs in the blanket. And then apparently there was one event like at all-star weekend where there was no pigs in the blanket and he got mad. And then after that, it was like always there. And I talked about this either in a column or a podcast. And then he heard that. And I think he confirmed, he made some comment to me about it, but it was definitely true. Pigs I, in the blanket. I have, I have 50 questions. We, 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 I don't want to step on our next guest though. Let's get into this the next time we talk about the trade value. Because I, 
I, I mean, it, 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 are they the same pigs in the blanket? Is it a single brand? Does he have requirements about the size of the dog versus the size of the bread? Does, do they have to be baked? Will he accept fried? Like, I have 50 questions about this. Yeah. All right. I'll do some research. I'll go back to you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, House. Always a pleasure, BS. I'll see you soon. Oh, my taste buds. One of the very first guests we ever had on this podcast. His accolades and accomplishments are too numerous to recount. He's a journalist. He's a critic. He's a multi-media maven. The most important credential ever. He was a judge on the infamous House Eats 3. Atlanta's native son, Robert Brown. Welcome back to House of Carbs. House. It's so good to hear your your voice. I, I was I was thinking about House Eats Three um, the other day in a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the that's the only way to think of it. Yeah, yeah it was a nightmare I had at four p.m. It was terrible. Um, uh, yeah, it's still the still the thing on the top of my resume, like after like birthday. It's definitely the top of resume when when I whenever I think of you. Now, listen, you yeah. you are presently in Atlanta, Georgia. Is, am, am I right about what? that? Let me tell you how presently I am in Atlanta right now. I am riding, I'm driving multiple people that work at The Ringer around Atlanta as we speak. Oh, so look, we, we have you lined up here. Rambert's Super Bowl guide to eating in the ATL, but, but you're, you're much more than that. I mean, I feel like we're limiting you by not giving you proper credit. You, you, you're, you're doing a tour guide service. You're taking them around Here's to my, select... I- Historic spots. I I, yeah, I don't. I don't mind being limited, but it's fine. No, no, I, I am more than food, um, but I do love, I do love the food here, and I have, I have, I probably have more opinions about Atlanta food than most things. So, like, let's let's let's, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Last time you were on, you had published a story um, with for the first We Feast folks, and and that was about the lemon pepper wings. Atlanta is wing town. Lemon pepper is king. We went through yes. Atlanta's signature dish, lemon pepper wet. We rocked our way through it. Now, this fall in uh, November 2018, you published a story mm-hmm. uh, in, in Bon Appetit magazine. Shout out, Rappo. Shout out, Rappo. Shout out, Rappo. And, and the, the, this story was eating my way through Atlanta. I learned it's much more black than white. So look, here we are. The Super Bowl, less than two months later, the Super Bowl is in your hometown, and you just did yes. an eating tour and published that eating tour in Bon Appetit. You got to come on and help all the taste buds, the hungry homies, everybody that's descending upon your hometown with 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 what you experienced. Yeah, man. I mean, I think my first piece of advice is all the people that are coming into the city to just like, <clears throat> I know a lot of people are staying in hotels and uh, are congregating on downtown, just like get out of downtown as quickly as possible. Unless you are like the type of connoisseur who uh, fancies yourself as like a three hooters a day type person. Um, oh, no. If you're that person, by, by all means, uh, do it. But if you're not, like I just feel like there's a lot. People don't realize how big Atlanta is. But I feel like even if renting the car isn't the wave for you, like maybe – Maybe just like get really involved in these Ubers and really explore a lot of all four corners of the city. Um, there's this one area that I um, was very into. Uh, 
it's 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 called Buford Highway. It's like a it's like a very like every single ethnicity on earth corridor. And I got extremely into it. And it was a it was a part of the city that I just never had really explored during my, you know, first eighteen years growing up in Atlanta because I didn't have a car. I was basically just <clears throat> going to and from school and then when I wasn't doing that, begging my mom to take me to Foot Locker. And that was pretty much my whole life up until two thousand five. So when I came home, it was it was just it was amazing to really get to know all the corners of the of the city that I didn't know and learn about them by way of where all these different restaurants were. Yeah, so let's set the context, and you describe some of this in the story. Atlanta has the reputation; uh, it's it's Black Mecca. It's the Black Capital yeah. of America, right? Yeah, there's just but, like I mean, like I don't I don't have the stats in front of me, but there's like. 58 million black people in Atlanta, I think. <laughs> that's the number. I think that's right. Yeah, quote, quote, quote me on that. I think that's the yeah. <laughs> but, but you observed, and this has, uh, you know, been, I, I think, uh, documented in lots of other different places about the, the true melting pot that Atlanta has become once the, the, the 21st century kind of arrived. You know, after Y2K, starting in like 2000, the census between 2000 and 2010, Atlanta becoming a place that was attractive um, to folks of Latin descent and Asian descent. Huge uptick in, in um, you know, all walks of life uh, sort of under those broad categories, right? Yeah, and I think a lot of that, a lot of that stemmed from, you know, the Olympics. I think they're like, when the Olympics came, the Olympics that, um, I think, forever cursed our city sports team. Because yeah. I don't know what yep. we did to get the Olympics. But the, one of the good things about the Olympics is that a lot of diversity um, was a byproduct of it. And you got all of these, um, all of these corridors, um, you know, like I didn't realize until, you know, months ago that my mom lived like only minutes away from this giant international food market where, you know, had aisles of like every aisle was just like a different nationality and a different culture. And I just, I'd been, you know, when I came home, I wasn't really exploring. I wasn't really getting to know these areas. And one of the things that I did was instead of just, you know, you get to Atlanta, you just get in your car, you drive on the highway. I started driving around on the street a lot. And when you drive around the street, you really get to see the neighborhoods and see how they run into each other and who lives where and kind of, you know, you can see the signs, you know, like, oh, wow, all these signs are in one language. That's interesting. I didn't know they were all here. Like, I want to know more. So that was, that was a lot of what I was doing during that trip was really getting to know that. And the whole reason I was, I was home, I don't know if I told you this, but the whole reason I was home was to, I was teaching at my high school. So I had, oh, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. So like I, I was teaching from eight thirty to ten thirty, and then I had the rest of the day to myself. So that's why I had all this free time to really get to know the city that I, you know, that I claim to know and love so much. So let's help folks. Uh, you've already given some terrific guidance. Leave downtown. Where where would somebody who is there, say arriving? So this show is going to go up. Uh, it's Wednesday, January the thirtieth. So we'll probably have this show up uh -huh. tonight. If a hungry homie okay. is arriving early Thursday, where, where where's like uh, where should a hungry homie go first? Okay, I think I really think that you should get you some soul food first. I really think that it's a, it's a good way to set the tone, some good comfort food. Some, um, an important thing about, um, about the South and Atlanta, especially, you know, 
Uh, lots of places have these vegetable plates, three, four vegetables. Macaroni and cheese is a vegetable in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, and and I don't know why, but when you call it a vegetable, but um, there's a place called The Beautiful. It is uh, it is my favorite soul food place. It's on the west side, the side of town that I'm I grew up on. Um, and then there's another place. It's called Eats E A T S. It's on Ponce de Leon. It's more downtown, and um, and it is. I mean, they're both just like they're just both perfect. You know, sweet tea, just everything. So I I, I highly recommend both well, both of those. Like as soon as you get in. Okay, and 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 at what point on the trip it, it, do the wings? Uh, do you work work the wings in? Uh, I think wings like wait till wait till Friday, and then I. There's, there's two there's two types of wing eating experiences you need. You either need the get a bunch of wings to go and take them back to your Airbnb or your hotel, and that place you go to is called LTs because they don't you don't even eat there. You just pick it up and go. Okay. LTs is the LTs is the best lemon pepper wings on earth. But then there's another place called JR Cricket, and there's like a bunch of locations, and yeah. it's like a you know it's like the sports bar. Um, and there's like, if you're coming into Atlanta, you're probably only 10 minutes away from a JR Crickets. It's not like a huge chain, but there's like, you know, six or seven of them. So uh, like, if you want a beer, watch TV and get some fire wings, that's your, that's your best bet. You know, as you're describing it, if I, if I'm somebody, if I arrive kind of on the early part of Thursday, I might go hit Eats or the Beautiful uh, to start my, my eating experience, but then I might have a wings dinner. I might have wings for dinner Ooh. Thursday night. You know what I mean? Because Ooh, after, like after that. you, that big soul food, soul food meal to start the day, I don't need a, a, a big sit down long dinner. Uh, I just want yeah, some I flavor. Mean, I mean, but house, like I, I know you house, like you, you, I mean, you might do wing <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> that, that's true. You're right about that. Uh, wings are, are, wings are good at all times of the day, day and night. There's no time. That's not wings time. There's no, yeah, it's always wing time. So, uh, talk a little bit. You mentioned, um, a couple places in the story. Um, there's a, a Burmese restaurant, uh, that you tried a Korean restaurant. If folks want to like get into Atlanta, Southeast, you know, the Southeast version of, of what these other ethnicities are, are, are doing, where, where, where might folks go try? Yeah, so you got to go to the north side of town. If you look up, if you go online and just type in Buford Highway uh, restaurant, it's going to pop up. There's just like, I mean, like literally, like I, I just barely scratched the surface because like, and it's like, they're not like these, like one of the things I loved about it is like, they're not these like massive restaurants that, you know, uh, that like are very like flashy. They're like, they a lot of them are just like kind of hole in the wall uh, office park, strip mall type situations. And then you go in and they seem very unassuming, but, um, you know, they're, they're just incredible. It's just like, it's in it, like, sometimes, you know, it's just like maybe like four or five people in there, but they're all so good. This place, uh, M-A-M-A-K. I just like, I, I mean, it was, I, I, I had, I just hadn't had food that tasted like that before. And I just, one of the things I'm excited to do when I'm here is like I'm kind of here for football, but I kind of want to just go eat a lot more. So I, I yeah. highly recommend exploring up Buford Highway because there's just there's just so much stuff up there. So let's talk about your eating adventure on this trip. 
When did you get into town? I got into town. Um, what is it says? Uh, yeah, I got into town Wednesday at noon. I have not yet. I am. Oh. I, am I, I, I am. I'm literally like when I get off the phone with you, I am about to get food. And I'm so excited. That place that I was talking what? about, the beautiful, I am going. That's where I wanted to hear. Okay, there we go. We're putting our... our, our oh, yeah, uh, I'm focused. I'm focused. Yeah, we're, we're putting the money where the mouth is. So so your eating adventure, Rambert, we know you're doing the beautiful today right after we get off of this chat. What's What do you have? You're, you're in town until Monday. Name three places that you're going to go. You absolutely positively, you yourself, you're going to go. You're going to take pictures of the food. You're going to eat the food. You're going to eat it and take pictures of it. Where are you going? I know where I'm going, and it's like the place that like I want to take you so bad. It's called Bee's okay. Crackling Barbecue. Oh, how's this place? This place is is like when we are in Atlanta at the same time, which will happen. This place is going to like mess you up. It's going to mess you up. <laughs> you you remember uh, you remember uh, La Barbecue in Austin? Yes, I do so fondly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like that. It's crazy. Like I, I, I'm not even like a crazy barbecue person. Like I love barbecue, but you know, like some people are barbecue people. I'm not one of those people. And like bees, like it, it, it really like made me con- like it made me question all of the meals that I had been having that weren't barbecue, and it made me question all of the barbecue I'd had that weren't at bees. It's just like it, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. This is a meal where. I'm not going to eat before I'm going to eat everything they have on the menu. And then I'll be good until the next day. I won't eat again. It's it's a single yeah, meal, single day deal, right? Yeah. It's yes. It's, it's the meal that like, I can't even drive there because like I need a, I need a designated driver, not for alcohol, but for food. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't even trust. Uh, like I would not put my mom's uh, Toyota Camry in jeopardy. <laughs> because I was just like, I got, I got to call an Uber to take me home and I'm going to fall yeah, asleep in the back. That's right. and the Uber driver, the Uber driver's got to like, you know, knock on my door and drop me off on the, on the front seat. My mom's going to think I was drunk, but I just had a bunch of barbecue. It's you know, crazy. it's funny that, you know, that's going to have to be an Uber black SUV too. Cause he's going to want <laughs> yeah. us in the, in the back. He's like, you all stink. Get in the back. And he's going to roll yeah, down like, all the I, windows and make us ride with the windows down. Yeah, windows down, pull, pull, like fold down the the third row, just so I can like, <laughs> exactly. like go to sleep. It's just it's it is. I I I have no hesitation. Like I'm not one of those people who can really like vouch for some barbecue over others. But this place, I'm just like they. You know, they're in the year three thousand. You know, they just know I, what they're doing. I got you. So we got the beautiful. We got beast crackling. What else? One more. Hit me with one more. And then um, this place, um, this place, it's called Eats. I love it. It's like a, it's, it's, it's one of those places where everything around it has been gentrified, but it's still there, okay. which is yeah. why I kind of love it. It's like yeah. I'm sure like they've been offered like fifty million dollars to like they have like the, you know the corner of the street and they still hold on, and they have this jerk chicken that's just crazy. It's incredible. Oh. Jerk and that's not even something so that Atlanta's really window. like known for, but they are just like it's crazy. So yeah, I, I highly recommend going to eat. Um, yeah, I'm just like now that I'm talking about it, I feel like I might just ditch these Ringer boys and just go by myself. I don't know. I'm just I'm focused. <laughs> I'm, I'm not focused on food. Well, I'm 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 happy to have uh, 
been your muse for that. Uh, always, it was it was. House, house. When are you not my muse? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely your your food muse. Now, look, uh, we we can't abide this uh, eighteen month interruption between sessions. I think 2019, we need to see each other. It needs to be in Atlanta. We need to go on an ATL eating tour, House and Rembert eating Atlanta, and we'll go around and check out all these places that you're talking about. But we set everybody up. That's a beautiful guide to eating in the ATL for all the hungry homies out there. Rembert Brown, you are the man. I can't wait to eat with you, my friend. House, I can't wait to to eat. I can't wait to see you soon, man. Yeah. It's going to be so many hugs and kisses. Absolutely. Famished friends, my enormous thanks, as always, to Rembert Brown, Atlanta's native son. He is immediately going to eat some of that food that we talked about on the show. Uh, We're going to get into some Super Bowl planning with Mallory Rubin. But first, a little bit of a word from our friends at Bloomberg. They have a new travel podcast, the Travel Genius Podcast. Would you like to know, my taste buds, a sure fire way to get a flight upgrade or find the one person you can talk to who can unlock the best local restaurants when you're traveling in a strange city? Well, you know what? We just did that with Rembert Brown in Atlanta, but this is definitely my kind of podcast right here. How about the secret to getting the most out of hotel room service? Travel Genius, a new show from Bloomberg, divulges all of these secrets of global travel and many more. Every week on Travel Genius, Bloomberg luxury reporters Nikki Eckstein and Mark Elwood quiz the world's most experienced globetrotters to unearth their tried and true travel hacks. And they get them to dish the juiciest travel stories. You can find out how celebrity chef Curtis Stone ended up in a hotel hallway without his clothes on I hope that involved alcohol. Learn why Philippe Cousteau Jr., the conservationist and grandson of the famous undersea explorer, always travels with his Rolex. That makes two of us. I'm always traveling with my Rolex. Find out why TV host Samantha Brown eats off of hotel ironing boards. I'm going to have to listen to that and figure out why. Subscribe to Travel Genius right now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Taste Buds. She is the queen of ordering in cuisine. She is the doyen of delivery, <laughs> Mallory Rubin. Welcome back to wow. House of Carbs. An How honor are you? and a privilege to be here as always. My friend, it's been too long. <laughs> now I say that we were just together, uh, you and 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 Jason Concepcion and I, we sat and we went through the 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 food angle of of the Harry Potter series we did. and it was it was honestly kind of more moving than i anticipated because you know as in all walks of life the role that food and the communal element of that it permeates the stories in the book and 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 books books plural obviously yeah um so like no no surprise but i was i was touched and i appreciate um you two joining me in that way you and i have not had an occasion though to really chop it up 
over the way that the hungry homies get down. <laughs> and so this this is a great a great moment. I I want to begin by asking. I want to proceed mm-hmm. gent- gently. Okay. You and you and Jason just wrapped up. Yeah, boy. Um, the last episode <laughs> of, of of binge mode, and I yeah. I want to be very careful here. Are you done crying? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wreck. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Well, look, I'm I'm here to help you get out of that mode. We we're, we're going to start thinking about all of the ways we we eat for fun, we eat to console ourselves, we eat to for for community, and I'm going to try my very best to get put you one step closer to to back to the full Mallory Rubin mode. Thanks, buddy. Is that is that does that work? I really appreciate it. I feel like you're offering to sneak down into the Hogwarts kitchens with me to tickle that pear and to get some goodies to throw a little a little party in the Ravenclaw common room and uh, you know rise just raise the collective spirits. That's it's it's moving. I'm moved. That, that's what it's all about. I'm definitely going to tickle a pear. <laughs> now listen, Super Bowl Sunday <laughs> is 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 coming up. Uh, and I know that we, you and I have covered extensively your strategies for ordering and eating right. uh, for a whole variety of other national, uh, dates of prominence <laughs> viewing, you know, communal viewing events. Mm-hmm. Do you have a strategy when it comes to the Super Bowl? Glad you asked. I do. Of course I do. Come on. I know. I, I know it. <laughs> well, I should preface by saying Two things. One, the Super Bowl is a work day for me, right? So, you <gasps> oh, know. I always forget that. Yeah. That's right. You work. You're, there is content <laughs> to be had. So much content, regrettably, often about the Patriots. So much content. So, you know, I have to factor into my planning the need to basically maintain some level of cognitive awareness and functionality throughout the night. And I, to be clear, I don't mean in terms of drinking. I mean, I can't get so full. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I'm not capable of strategizing coverage or staying up all night to edit. And so one thing I take seriously is how to pace my food intake throughout the day. I love this. Yes. Another factor is because it is a work day and because, as you know, I don't necessarily love leaving my home to be around other people. I like to bring the food to me. (laughs) I am aware of of this trait of yours. It is one of the reasons you and I get along so, so swimmingly, so marvelously. So with that said, my basic strategy for Super Bowl Sunday is pretty simple. I need the essentials. I need yes. the essentials spaced throughout the day. Yeah. I need to trick myself into thinking that I am throwing a party so that I can justify the sheer volume of food that I intend to have in my home <laughs> that day. But I yeah. need to avoid actually having other people there. And then the, the last element is that <laughs> even though the essentials, so pizza, wings, chips and dip, et cetera, are the right. pillars, yes. pillars of the day for me. The pillars. <laughs> I like to make sure I'm considering the city specific items that might be appropriate given the teams in the game. I that's like right. to think this about is what the regions. Sets you apart. <laughs> this is what sets you apart, right? <laughs> that level of thought, that's next level thoughtfulness in terms of like just setting the mental mood for yourself. And, and the, 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 cha- I always forget that you have to work so that that challenge of putting, framing your own mind 
in in and and being in the mindset to to ably deliver whatever it is that those two fan bases might be experiencing through the course of this game and the outcome and you are eating their food helping yourself get there it's just so remarkable it's it's really a, an exemplar i mean it's just incredible it's kind of you to say i take it seriously the thing with the city specific elements is that you have to take rooting interests and karma into play so for example <laughs> listen the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. New England. Obviously, I should be thinking about a lobster roll. Guess what? I love lobster rolls. You know what I love to order? A lobster roll from Connie and Ted's. Holds up remarkably via Postmates delivery. Get a little clam chowder on the side. Some fries. Yeah. Yes. But I cannot, through my order, sanction a Patriots victory. I cannot do it. <laughs> I will not do it. Does that mean that I am not allowed to indulge in New England's culinary offerings or or do I just need to balance it out effectively with ram centrics offerings, which in this case, I just consider basically anything that I would normally eat in L.A. Because to me, the Rams, no shade at the Rams fan base, but they don't really have a Los Angeles identity. Well, that's interesting, uh, and I, I do want to respond. I think your strategy for New England, you must take recognition. You must acknowledge the fact New England is in the Super Bowl, but you're— you're I uh, work for Bill Simmons. It's hard not to acknowledge it. <laughs> but you, you're, you, are, you are very uh, deliberate in making sure that your consumption of that New England fare does not tip the scales in any way, shape, or form in their favor. They don't need any extra help. Exactly. And so you're, you're doing your little part to ensure that's the case. I do think it's right to have a bite of lobster roll and a bite of clam chowder. And then you, as the as the, the game wears on, you can use your judgment as to which way you want to tip the scales. Maybe you eat a little more if you if 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 mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. you know, if you were rooting for a close game or if if the the uh Patriots are on the backside of a blowout. Now I I I do want to ask you, you didn't you were you eating Patriots fair during the Atlanta Falcons game? I don't think I was actually. Okay, I'm so trying you, we to can't blame remember. you. you no, you, no, though, you well, you can't. You can blame me a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reveal something to you. This <laughs> is not. A, this is not about food. But I did send a very, very, very detailed Slack of our full Atlanta Falcons victory coverage plan to the entire editorial staff at halftime of that game. So I've always mm. felt slightly culpable in, in that respect. You had to do it. That's, try your, to get that's ahead. your job. Try that's to get job. ahead. Efficiency matters on the internet. That's right. So I, I, I can't blame you for that. But the, here, here's the thing with the Rams. It's a, it's a wonderful point. In the first place, is there a signature cuisine of Los Angeles in your view? Well, I would lean toward getting some sort of maybe a taco, some right, sort of right. Mexican food or some sort of sushi. But I don't yeah. I don't think that sushi is necessarily a Super Bowl appropriate food. Oh, so that's funny because I would think that's that sushi would um fill exactly uh one of those requirements that you identified, which is something you can eat over time that's not going to produce any kind of a food coma effect. Um, and that, you know, each little bite is its own unique uh, experience and has its own flavor profile. So I'm surprised to hear you true. cross sushi off the list. All true. However, two things working against it in this scenario. One, it's not going to stay fresh over the whole afternoon, right? Great point. So the game, point. I'm, you know, Pacific time zone here. Game starts at what? 3.30, 3.40. Right. Yeah. I need that initial snack 
I need a halftime meal and I need something at the end of the game that's going to get me through the night. And then probably something like a midnight snack. The, the sushi will not maintain its freshness beyond that initial snack window. Now, sure, I could view it as the initial snack, but is that what I want at the base of the food pyramid I intend to build throughout the day? I have no, to think is... about how these food items are going to play with each other. It's about team chemistry in my meal as well as on the field. Always. This is why you're the food <laughs> professional that you are, uh, Mallory Rubin. And, and it, it hurts my feelings that you haven't been on more regularly for us to to really outline. America deserves this level of thought and input. I'm here now, for I you. Would say, I would say... You could do a, like a little six piece roll. Oh, okay. you know, you could you you could do just sort of and and, and it could be pregame, right? It could be mm-hmm. um, e- even before the game gets going, uh, just as like a, a a starter nibble. As in a in a normal party scenario, it would be as as people are are arriving and, and getting their first drinks and so forth before kickoff has occurred. Mm-hmm. You you could sneak one in there if that was your inclination. But look, it's your food <laughs> pyramid. It's your Super Bowl experience. I I, I want you to do it how how you're going to do it. I do have uh, uh well let, let me let you build the pyramid. But I do have a question for you that relates to one comment you made about the end of game okay. uh, strategy. Okay. So let let me let you go ahead and build, and then I'll ask you my question. Well, I'm curious to hear your thoughts as well, and and know how they align. But snacks. Let's start there. Yeah. Chips and dip, essential. Now, dip. This can be divisive. I regret to inform you and listeners everywhere, that my husband Adam is not a guacamole man. Oh. I know. That's, listen. Guacamole. It's very tough. We might have a whole uh, episode of House of Carbs about guacamole because for something that that where the the elements of the recipe are pretty, you know, well-established, the diversity of flavor profile that you can deliver by just tweaking one or two ingredients is so incredible. And, and it's such a complex thing for something with only five or six ingredients. I, I really feel like it deserves its own treatment someday. I don't know. who We have to find out, find ourselves a guacamole expert out there. I would love to listen to that episode. I, I You would have a, a rapt audience of at least one, and I'm sure much more than that. <laughs> well, that's our demo. I mean, that's, that's all we're after anyways. <laughs> you listen, that's it. There you go. So. Here's the thing. My favorite guacamole to order for a long time was the guacamole from Red O. Red O on Melrose, the West Hollywood Mm. location, recently closed. And so while there is still a Santa Monica location, it is now outside of my delivery zone. And so I'm on the prowl. I'm on the hunt for a guacamole replacement. Suggestions welcome. However, no matter what, I need a spicy salsa and I need a queso dip. This is, to me, the essential building block for the entire day. I need a good salsa. I need a good queso. Everything else will fall into place around that. But that's what I want to start with. That's there for me to graze throughout the day. I was just speaking to Jeff Chow. He said, what do you think about, you know, a seven-layer dip, a bean dip? All of these things would be great. But the salsa and the queso, those are elemental to the fabric of the day. I cannot I, be without them. That's a, now that's wonderful. I have, I'm on an entirely different, um, dip profile, dip. Let's palette. hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, I, I, for whatever reason, am in a mode lately 
And I think I'm going to go ahead and, and let it roll. I, and, and hungry homies, you can have whatever reaction you want to have to this. <laughs> I'm like in this real international vibe lately. Mm-hmm. And I want my my dip experience at the beginning of the of the game and, and in the pregame to be, I don't know what, what the word is. I, I, I want it to be uh, sustenance and I want it to wake up my appetite is, is really what I'm after. And so I'm looking at two things. I'm looking at a delicious hummus. Oh. That uh, you can eat mm-hmm. with with pita if you choose, or uh, uh, with vegetables, obviously, with tortilla chips, and it, it, there's a whole wide array now of of hummus options in terms of flavors. And and do you want a topping? Would you like a little ground beef on that? What about some pine nuts? How strong do you want the garlic to be? I, my own self, for the purposes of this exercise, this game. I'm looking for something that's pretty down the middle, kind of something that's just your maybe like a little of a refreshing lemon hummus. And the reason that I'm in that mode is because the sidecar dip uh, offering is a wonderful Greek tzatziki. Mm, I want a mm-hmm. nice, refreshing yogurt with a little bit of chunky vegetable in there, a little tomato, diced tomato, Ooh. diced cucumber, diced onion. Both of those two. Uh, uh, Middle Eastern, you know, dip offerings lend themselves to, in the first place, refreshment, which is what I'm after. They go wonderful with any of the alcohol choices that I might want uh, to jump into at the beginning because I'm I'm not going to rub it in, Mm -hmm. but I am going to drink during the Super Bowl (laughs) and I'm going to drink a lot. I'm going to drink a lot. I don't have to work. All I have to do is root for my bets. All and beer? Will lose. you be going all beer or will you be mixing no, it up? No, no, I mix it up. Okay. I mix it up. I'll, I'll go over. I, you know what? I might even have wine. Oh. I, I, I'm not afraid. I might, with with my international dips and spreads at the beginning here, I might I might have a nice glass of, of uh, Chardonnay. Why not? I'm a modern man, Mallory. <laughs> I love it. I support it. Two, two responses to that. One, the alcohol is an excellent spot to apply the city-specific selection. You know, look at the the local brew from the town in question. Find a, a vineyard point. in the area. That's a great way to do it. And regarding the hummus point, yes, I think I'm. I it's possible I'm about to shock you, but okay. Guess what's next on my list, buddy? <laughs> it's not an either or for me. Give yeah, me great the hummus and the vegetables. I need that as well as the throughout the day. It's there for me. I am particularly partial lately to ordering from Papa Christos. Get a chicken kebab. Dip that in the hummus as well. They have an excellent yes, hummus. For Wonderful. Sure. And the other thing I like in the grazing portion of the day is, listen, you can't go wrong with a cheese plate. Some cheese, some crackers, and some sausage. Must yes. have some sausage. Okay, so that that means in in some respects, I, I, I'm not trying to anticipate what direction you're headed after this, but you just mentioned two proteins that are kind of early in in your assembly here. Yes, you have uh, your maybe the chicken kebabs that go in the hummus, which is absolutely wonderful, by the way. <laughs> a, 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 a cube of of of, of char grilled chicken in in any kind of hummus flavor profile, delicious. They're, it's a match made and in heaven. They I mean, have the on. the onion and the green pepper on the kebabs too. Oh, it's so good. Oh my god! I mean, come, all, all that goes in the hummus as far all as I'm it. concerned. But then you you're also talking about. Uh, you know, some some meat going along with your cheese board here. Those two, th- those are two proteins right out of the box. 
I'm interested in see where we go from here. We go next to wings. Okay. Of well, course. Of course. The of OG. The, of course. The now, O and the G. To me, the wings will ideally, and, and timing is always very tough on Super Bowl Sunday, especially for delivery. I mean, the weights can be astronomical. You want to early, you want to order early enough that you're not waiting forever. But then sometimes if you order too early, it actually comes too soon. But the timing I want ideally is for the wings to be there for halftime. That's yes. what I want. And yes. I want, if I can, to order the extra crispy wings from Ye Rustic because the crispy version is delicious. You get the extra crispy and they hold up for the whole ride. They hold up. They don't get soggy. They're beautiful. I haven't had these wings. What are you talking about? What's crispy? What's extra crispy? I mean, I know what those words mean. I know what those words mean, but what are we talking about here? The buffalo wings at Ye Rustic are among the the best wings in Los Angeles. We have to get them next time you're here. We have to. Oh, I didn't even know I'm coming out in less than a month. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Schedule it. <laughs> one of my, I wrote about this a long time ago on my Postmates, Confessions of a Postmates Attic article, but one of my all-time low Postmates moments was uh, leaving Ye Rustic, where I had been in person for a work happy hour event. And as I got into my car <laughs> to leave the establishment, <laughs> Texting Adam and saying, I'm really craving more wings. Can you please place a Postmates order instead of just going back in and get them? I'm not proud. I mean, I am a little, but I'm also mortified. But you know no, what? This is, I show this you is my true self. This is the point. This is why we work. Why do you work so hard? Why do you work during the Super Bowl? It is to achieve a level of comfort in your life where you've ha- you come up with an indulgence for yourself. It's just for you. Thank it's you. your indulgence. You've worked hard for so many people. Thank you. All of the, the entire <laughs> internet, for Christ's sakes. You want an indulgence? You go have that indulgence, Mallory Rubin. That means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. The next wrinkle here is that should the wing order not go according to plan for any reason. The substitute is obvious to me. Roscoe's. Get a fried chicken order going. However, yeah, for sure. I think that that then becomes the true dinner and the pizza has to slide up into the halftime slot. So there's some there's some moving the pieces around the chessboard if anything changes here. But yeah, a, this is a it's a multivariant regression. It always is. The only respects. the only reason I don't consider Roscoe's a guaranteed part of the base order is because I've yet to prove that I'm capable of not eating so much just of the Roscoe's that I'm incapable of eating anything else the rest of the day and I want to space it out. It's a genuine danger. It is. And then, of course, I want pizza. I I want pizza for the the dinner. I do. I want that coming in right around the fourth quarter. I want the chance to grab a quick slice before I have to shift fully into coverage mode, but I also want it to be there after the coverage and the planning dies down before people file. That's when I want the pizza. Also acceptable in this time zone, tacos or subs, potentially. But to me, I I can't really envision Super Bowl Sunday without pizza as one of the staples of the evening. Yes. Wings and and pizza are are the two must-haves. You you, you cannot look at yourself in the mirror Monday morning and, and say that you had a successful Super Bowl experience if you hadn't consumed at least one wing and one slice of pizza. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's now here's the thing, Mallory. Okay. And this is, you, you've, you've highlighted, um, something I think is very crucial to all of our taste buds, the hungry homies out there. 
there is a difference in the way that the the ordering and the food consumption is going to go between the West Coast and the East Coast. Yes. And it is fun that we have East Coast versus West Coast teams because um, it really does accentuate the point. He, for, for an East Coaster with a game that starts at 630 and the long commercials and the long halftime and the long, you know, it's, it ends up, it's a four hour, at least a four hour game typically. Right. And so... Staging wise, the the uh, game begins coincident with kind of a regular happy hour kind of vibe, right? And you know, the the snacking is appropriate. Halftime is when you have dinner. Typically, mm-hmm. it's it's in the kind of like eight to eight thirty range that it, that it occurs, and that's when you can bring out the heavy artillery. Uh, wings and 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 pizza are definitely on the table. On the East Coast. There has to be some kind of strategic thinking, and maybe this applies. Th- this could work for you also, because you know you're going to go immediately once the game ends and jump into a uh, a, a, a semi work mode. I mean, you've enjoyed yourself a little bit. I thought you were going to say I-, I was going to jump into dessert, which is also true. But we can talk about that next. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I, how about this? I don't have dessert on my list. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't what? need. I don't need Super Bowl dessert. Well, because it's 11 o'clock at night by the time, you know, I'm done with everything. Oh, and man. I have eaten and 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 consumed enough alcohol to put myself into a super stupor. <laughs> and that's what I'm <laughs> mission accomplished. That's all that I want. I really it is not a successful game for me unless, uh, you know, I, I look at my bets. I'm e- I either have a happy face or a sad face at the end of it, and I roll right to bed, basically. <laughs> that That's what I'm after. But there is one crucial thing in the fourth quarter, uh-huh. uh, and this is especially true on the East Coast, because you've had your large consumption on the East Coast, and maybe this is true in the Midwest as well, during halftime, but there should be a fourth quarter snack of some sort. You you hope for a close game. You hope for some tension. You need some kind of snack that bridges you. Now, for for me, it would it would could be serving the role of of helping me absorb some of the alcohol that I've been <laughs> drinking over the course of the of the game. Right. Help help me find the perfect fourth quarter snack. This is this is the challenge that mm-hmm. I that I put to you. There are some some eligible candidates out there, and I'm willing to go outside of the box with this. Like I, I I'm half in mind. For you know to to do something like an empanada, oh, like okay. like a Jamaican beef patty. I'm kind of thinking about something that has a little bit of dough, but also packs a punch in terms of a a, a flavorful filling, right? Uh, but I you, so th- you this want is just where my head's going. You definitely a hundred percent want savory. You're not considering sweet. You yes. want something doughy, something with carbohydrates. Absorb some of what you've been consuming all night, and you sounds like you want something maybe a little greasy. That's you're you're feeling me. You're picking up what I'm putting down, Mallory Rubin. All right, I'm about to I'm about to throw something out there. If you don't like it, you throw it right back, and I will eat it. I will eat it. <laughs> Hit me. I think you might want a breakfast sandwich. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's incredible! It's incredible! This is a goddamn innovation. This is why you come on this show. We we give the, the taste buds our culinary comrades, hungry homies. I mean, I honestly feel like we should just stop right now. <laughs> drop the mic. Kyle, put the sound effect on here. Drop the mic sound effect. Jesus Christ, that is just incredible. You know how good that is? The oh, breakfast man. sandwich in fourth quarter. I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't Delicious. anticipate. I didn't know where you were headed. 
but it is absolutely brilliant. Now, it really puts uh, a lot of uh, the, the true challenge, especially on the East Coast, who is going to bring me a breakfast sandwich at 1030 at night or, or let, earlier, let's say 930 at night? Where am I going to get this? Or do I have to like negotiate with the host or hostess mm. to, to I'll bring my ingredients and we'll we'll throw them together. Everybody can have one. Like, what's the strategy? It's a great question. I think the first thing you have to ask is, do you know anybody who makes a good biscuit? Right. Well, if, I, I, if, I'm raising my hand. Yes. So if you have somebody who's willing to actually bring biscuits, then I yeah. think, you know. His name is Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there I you know. go. Then you're, <laughs> you're set. <laughs> and Swing if I, by those. Yeah, there good. we go. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm envisioning almost like a slider sized. Uh, love it. Love biscuit, it. Yes. Little egg, maybe a little sausage patty or some bacon and a, just a slice of cheddar. Perfect. That's, oh, Cheddar. You know, I was thinking pepper jack. That's that, so that fun. That would work too. That both, would work both too. Both work. I'm trying both to work. to manage the the chili intake for you at the end of the night, <laughs> anticipating <laughs> what your next morning is going to be like. I'm thinking about well, you here. I, I'm already the the next morning is already a loss. It's a it's a dead set <laughs> loss. I don't schedule anything before one o'clock the Monday after Super Bowl wow. uh, Sunday. That's By amazing. the way, let's do a quick tangent here. Is there any reason in the 21st century, it's 2019, that the Super Bowl is not played on Saturday night? Just tradition, I assume, or some sort of broadcast television metric that indicates that the the viewership would be lower on a Saturday than a Sunday, though I can't imagine that's true. I mean, the Super Bowl is a it's a national and increasingly global holiday, really. Uh, hey, anyone is- would watch it no matter when it was. Right. And and it's effing February. Yeah. It's the middle of winter. It is not going up against anything else. There's nothing going on on February the 2nd or February the 3rd or February the 5th that is so compelling to the American viewing public that we, we can't watch the game on Saturday. And then just give us all day Sunday to recover. To recover. Is, it's great. Is that too much to ask for? I love it. Move it to Saturday this time. Clear Sunday night for True Detective and The Ringers, the flat circle after show. There yeah. you go. We solved so it. So <laughs> good. So good. What a great plug. By the way, how good is this? I, I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Fabulous. That, that that little Easter egg of True Detective 1 appearing on on the, the newspaper. Oh, my God. It just took me to a whole other place. So good. I lost it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, something happened. I won't describe what happened. You talk about tickling two pair. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, I don't God. think we're going to do any better than that. Mallory Rubin, incredible. We have given all of the Hungry Homies, the Taste Buds, a full roadmap to a wildly successful Super Bowl meal. You don't have to do everything, Hungry Homies. Just do a little bit. You choose from, from that array that Mallory laid out. I gave you my thoughts. Please enjoy yourselves. I, we look forward to hearing from all of you. Hit us on the Instagram with some pics and 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 and, uh, and on the Twitter with some of the stuff that you're eating. At the House of Carbs is the Instagram. At House of Carbs is the Twitter. Mallory Rubin, you are my queen. <laughs> you are my lord and food savior. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Please pace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the best I can. Thanks, Mal. Hungry homies, it don't get no better than that. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Please do hit us with your Super Bowl spreads 
I implore you, show me what you are eating out there. My taste buds at the House of Carbs is the Instagram. We need to do some genuine belly sourcing here in 2019. We're back next week. Everybody enjoy the game and everybody enjoy the delicious food. <laughs>